Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan. Linnell Willingham, Adam Epstein. Hello. With you until 10 o'clock this morning. We've had a good show so far. It's gone by quick. Yeah, it has. been all since 7.30. We talked to uh, Travis Thomas couple segments ago about some wizard stuff. We're on transition here right now, though, Adam. Go a little NFL, NFL draft specifically. We'll bring in Tyler Fornes, covers college football for NBC Sports Edge, covers the Vikings for the Vikings Wire. What's going on, Tyler? What's up, Tyler? Oh, it's a good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Good. Doing good, buddy. Doing good. How are you? Oh, life is good. Just uh, – I just started a nice little nine-day vacation. About to fly out to Colorado here this morning. Ah, right. I feel. I, I want to go to Colorado. Plenty of things to do in Colorado, Tyler. Um, we'll talk NFL draft here with you, buddy. You were down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. I know we've been talking during the week about you know some of our quarterbacks that we've liked. What 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 takeaways do you have from the Senior Bowl? What impressed you the most, and how has your big board changed since you've come back from Mobile? I think the big thing, as far as the quarterback position was, is. The only thing that was really impressive was the traits of Malik Willis. Uh, Malik wow, okay. uh, Willis himself, like I, I wrote a piece for the Vikings Wire, kind of uh, asking the question: Could he be the next Josh Allen? And when you look at their backgrounds, as far as w- what they had surrounding them in college, like what their strengths and issues were in college, and how you could possibly build on that in the NFL, it's incredibly similar. And Willis struggled within structure his entire college career. Goes down to the Senior Bowl, which is a event that is nothing but structure, and then <laughs> right. he comes away looking really, really good. And in the game, you saw that uh, dynamic running ability. And if you're going to bet on anybody in this class, which let's be honest is a little bit subpar at the position, Willis is the guy. He's got everything you want as far as molding him. You just you have to be patient. And you have to be willing to work with the deficiencies early, let him utilize his legs to win games right away, and then hope in uh, a couple of years that arm catches up to his athleticism um, as far as just making the safe, smart throws, and then you could potentially have a top-five quarterback on your hands. Yeah, I know, but what you said right there is is what worries me. And, and look, I, I'm the kind of guy here that I understand, you know, you have to eventually hit on a quarterback in the draft to have success. You know, you can't you, you can't just make it with these, you know, like we've done in D.C. here with these veteran and just trying retreads and retreads. But can Malik Willis start right away? Because there have been some reports that if Washington drafted him, that they would possibly sit him for a year or two. 
I think it depends on what kind of offense you want to deploy with him right away. Um, Rivera spent a lot of time with Cam Newton, and let's just be real with Cam. Outside of his MVP year, he was an average quarterback. I think you can get that kind of season right away out of Malik Willis. And if you want to deploy Willis right away, I think you build an offense for him like Jalen Hurts has in Philadelphia. Give him some simple reads, get uh, easy passing concepts, a heavy dose of the run game, and let him get acclimated. I think an easy blueprint for how Willis could be handled year one to help him grow in the NFL. And he doesn't utilize normal progressions, normal route concepts. Uh, the offense that he ran at Liberty is it's kind of backyard football style. And it works really well in college because if you have the athletes, it really doesn't matter what offense you run. You can just out-athlete people. In the NFL, you have to scheme a lot more. Yeah. So it you have to be careful with him year one, get him really comfortable. Once he gets comfortable, sky's the limit. Yeah, I, I, I again, I'm worried. He said Jalen Hurts. That's the, <sighs> Linnell, I, that, I'm the one that's worried. That's that's my you know that's my aspect of it. Is I'm worried we're gonna have another Dwayne Haskins. All right, but maybe you feel differently. Yeah, the, the, I'll say this from everything I'm hearing, and Tyler, you can you know piggyback on this about Malik Willis is. Character-wise, nothing like Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was not a guy who would be your first guy in, last guy out type of guy, showing up after people. Malik Willis, total package uh, with a character guy. Guys play for him. Coaches rave about him. He's got a, you know elite work ethic. But, Tyler, the thing that you know gets me and sold me on Malik Willis, we were talking on, on Twitter about this. The game in 2020 against Virginia Tech, man, and you mentioned it <laughs> in, your, in your piece you know, with the Vikings wire. He's got some of these traits, man, that – He's got to be your number one quarterback taken. You look at the athletic burst that he has, the arm talent that he's got. On the film, all you see is him making guys miss in the running game. He's thick in stature. He's not Josh Allen, 6'4", 240, but he's 6'1", 220, a guy who physical runner, likes to run through contact and things like that. You know, Obviously, in my opinion, he's got the highest ceiling. You know, of any of these quarterbacks in this draft, and that's why he's my QB one. You know, I, when I'm drafting, you know, I want to draft based on traits and projection. I think he's got the highest ceiling. Yeah, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think he's got an incredibly high ceiling, and I kind of like the Jalen Hurts thing. He's got way more talent than Hurts, and I think the offense for Hurts is crafted around his his deficiencies. And I think that's kind of what you want to do early with Willis, not ask him to do too much, just play within himself. Uh, the Ravens asked Lamar Jackson to do a lot of the same things in 2018. Then 2019, he became an MVP because he was able to take that next step. And I think Willis could be that guy. What's really impressive with, to me about it, that game in 2020 was just how wild some of the off-platform stuff is. Yes. If you can get him to work within the pocket, because one thing that people really focus on right now is working outside of structure. How can you make it work when the play breaks down? At the end of the day, if you can't play within structure, none of that really matters that much. So if you can get him to play better within structure, and then he has that extra element outside, that is when you have a dynamite weapon. Um, I was talking to you uh, yesterday about it. The uh, Syracuse game last year, they, they went into the Carrier Dome and upset him, beat him by like 17. They didn't throw at Ifiatu Melifonwu, who was drafted in the, in the middle rounds by uh, the Lions. They didn't throw at him one time, and Willis threw for like 300-some yards and three touchdowns. Like, this guy can do it. He's got the, the, the ability to make every single throw, and you just have to be willing to 
be patient and take the time. And if you have the coaching staff in place to do that, like I think in, you know, specifically Washington, I think Washington has the staff in place to do that. Let's do that. That would be a, a, re- a really fun uh, plate landing spot for him. Let's do a little rapid fire here of Malik Willis. Does he eventually become a better quarterback than these players? I'm going to name is Malik uh, Willis become a better quarterback than Tua Tagalavoa? I think so. Yes. Does he become a better quarterback than Justin Fields? Maybe. <laughs> Does he become a better quarterback than Zach Wilson? I think so. Wow. You're very I was not see, That's why I like Tyler. Does he become a better quarterback than Kyler Murray? Maybe. I'd lean no. <laughs> what about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> <laughs> you know about Kirk. Oh. <laughs> Oh gosh, Kirk Cousins. That I'd say probably the likely landing spot for Malik Willis as far as like that that QB range. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to end up in like that QB ten to fifteen spot. If he be- gets any higher than that, that's that's a humongous win. But there are a lot of things you have to correct. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio. Adam Epstein with Linnell Willingham sitting in today. We're our guest on the hotline right now, Tyler Fornis. Uh, NBC Sports Edge. Follow him on social media at the Real Forno. Tyler, I do not want to draft a quarterback. I will, you know, I'm just I'm scarred for the next few years because of the Haskins situation, because of the RG three situation. I'd rather go with a veteran here in Washington D.C. So let me ask you this: Who are the best one or two or three players in this NFL draft? Like, who are guys that are going to make an impact on the field right away? Absolutely. Well, let's kind of start here. There are three position groups that are very, very deep in this class. You've got edge, you've got wide receiver, and then you also have um, offensive tackle. Um, And then at the very top, the three best players are offensive tackle Evan Neal from Alabama, who's like 6'7", 350, and he's got great movement skills and power. He has some balance issues, but he really did a great job um, correcting most of that from 2020 to 2021. Uh, edge rushers, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. You've been hearing his name for three years. The guy is – he was hyped up like he was going to be like the next Miles Garrett. I don't think he's quite at that level, but he's a very incredible player. He's, he's got a great jump off the ball, physical, can bend. He does everything really well and is a very high upside guy. And then Edge Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. was thought of as maybe like a, a second-round pick going into the year. And then he just absolutely dominated this past season, had 15 sacks, was just all over the quarterback, played really well in the run game. And he's considered a little bit of a safer option between him and Thibodeau, although he still has a really high ceiling. If you want, if you need an edge rusher, there are potentially 15 guys that can go in the top 50. Like this is a really, really good class. And that's, that's going to be a lot of the focus coming forward as far as we keep moving with the process. All right, Tyler, let's start. we'll wrap up with this one. You are obviously, you know, down in Minnesota covering the Vikings. Busy news week for you guys, officially announcing Kevin O'Connell as, as the team's next head coach. What is your, you know, projection for what they want to do with Kirk Cousins moving forward? Obviously, he's got that huge cap number for 2022. What what do you think is the best course of action for Minnesota moving forward? And is Kirk Cousins going to be available this offseason, potentially? I think the best course of action is to move on from Kirk Cousins. We, he, was brought wow. in at, he was brought in before the 2018 season as kind of a mercenary. Hey, 
if we have an improvement at the quarterback position from what we did in 2017, we can win a Super Bowl. The thinking made a lot of sense. You had the number one defense. You had an offense that was fringe top 10 with Case Keenum. And if you improve that position, then maybe you can really take that next step. The weapons were in place. The defense was still top five that year in 2018. They just weren't able to get it done. What's Kirk's and, biggest and they, issue? Kirk's biggest issue is mentally, man. <laughs> That's he, what they said, man. He doesn't have that aggressive nature. Like Him and Matthew Stafford get compared a lot. Stafford has the aggressive nature. I'm going to make the big boy throw. Kirk's like, I'll, t- I'll take the six-yard curl route on third and nine. That's the difference because talent-wise, Kirk has it. He just doesn't want to consistently make those throws. And with the way the Vikings roster currently sits, it's void of depth. It, it has a lot of holes. They're, they aren't in a position to really make a run this year. I'd trade him, get the capital, figure it out this year if you want it, to go with Calamond, if you want to take him Malik Willis or Matt Corral in the first round, yeah. and then prepare for a run in 2023. That's when Kirk was at his best is when he was forcing throws. I remember, yeah. like, do you like that game? We're down 24-7 against mm-hmm. the Bucks, and he had to squeeze it into Jordan Reed. When he was forced to make those big throws, he succeeded, and then he had a couple you know, game-losing interceptions. But, yeah, no, we d- we dealt with uh, the ups and downs of Kirk Cousins for a long time here. Tyler, thanks so much for your time, man. That was really good insight. Hey, much appreciated, gentlemen. Have a great rest of your day. You yep. too, buddy. Enjoy the vacation. Adam Epstein, Linnell Willingham. Just after nine fifteen here, we got about three segments left, man. Is there anything you wanted to hit on? I know we we said in the outline here we we're gonna try to get into Russell Wilson. Is that yeah. what you want to go to? We can go Russell Wilson, but I've got something uh, that I think needs to be said over these airwaves. There is only one answer for the Washington Commanders at quarterback. We'll tell you next. This is one hundred six seven the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to 106.7 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're up and at them, starting your day. I'm Adam Epstein. That's Linnell Willingham. This is AWOD Weekend Radio on 106.7 The Fan. Yes, it is. So you started with a tease last yeah, segment. I have some things that I just feel like must be said over these airways with some conviction. I've heard it said 
throughout the week on some of the regular schedule programming. But in my opinion, the Washington Commanders have one option, one realistic option this offseason at the quarterback position. We're desperate for quarterback help. Desperate, because I will be damned if I watch any more Taylor Heineke at FedEx Field. Really? Because you were the king of the Heineke Hive. I was the leader, the self-proclaimed leader of the Heineke Hive. Now I have soured on the young man because the boy just can't play ball. I'm going to call a spade a spade. The boy just can't play ball. I think here's the thing. He can play. He's just – Doug Williams said it perfectly in a a conversation this week. He said, the team needs a quarterback that's consistent enough that the guys know they can win with him every game. You didn't feel that way, Heineke. You know, you you had a few games where he could win it for you. Physical limitations is really his setback. You know, if he was a little bit – I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a little – Well, here's the thing. In that that Bucs-Tampa Bay game, right, you know, the Tampa Bay playoff game – he hit every throw on the money at the exact timing. Mm-hmm. And I, I said it back then. I was like, that was the best game of his career. He he, re, he duplicated that this year against Tampa Bay. But the point is, is that he doesn't have the arm strength. So every single pass has to be perfect timing. And his timing got off throughout the season. And we saw what happens. Interceptions. Yeah. And right now he's the uh, only quarterback under contract for Washington going into next year. And everyone's been talking about, well, let's trade for a veteran. Let's yep. get Russell Wilson. Let's yep. get Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Cousins' name has been mentioned. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's he's his name has been mentioned. I want to throw out there Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Jameis Winston. Matt Ryan. Why would you do that? Well, I mean, they're base? all they're why, all why, why is that what you would want? Because they're all upgrades. Are you looking to upgrade and continue to be mediocre and try to compete for division titles, or do you want to win a championship? Take the big swing, Commanders. I'm talking to you, Ron Rivera. I'm talking to you, Martin Mayhew, Marty <laughs> Herney. Take the big swing. This team is moving forward with a new name, a new identity. Swing big at the quarterback position and do it in a realistic fashion. We all know why that. Why in the hell would the Seattle Seahawks trade Russell Wilson? Why would they do that? Well, let me ask you this. Rhetorical question. Why would Washington me? draft Malik Willis if reports are being told that you should sit him for a year? Because you got to watch the film with their own two eyes. Tyler, you're, dra- Tyler, we just you're had drafting Tyler him on. and you're playing him right I'm away. I'm playing him right away. He's my guy from day one you of better. OTAs. He's my guy from day one of OTAs. You know why? Because the ceiling is so high on this floor? guy. This, exactly. The ceiling Who's, is the who, floor on this who guy. Who is the backup if he's your draft pick? I'm still rocking with Taylor Heineke. In worst case scenario, see, Malik Willis of, that's where is we that bad? I want a, I want a veteran Why? and a draft Malik Willis. Why? Because Taylor Heineke is not good enough. You don't think he should be the backup? He hasn't deserved. He hasn't earned the right to be the backup. He was a starter for 14 games last year. Right. 15 games. Because last we year, deal right? with injuries, and we're and if Malik Willis comes in, there's a chance he gets injured again. I'd love to have a better backup. I don't know if there's a if you I don't know if there's a better backup right now in the NFL than Taylor Heineke. If we're if we're looking at him from just you know purely a backup standpoint, but my point is you got to swing big here. Do what you can. Make Malik Willis your QB1. He's got the best physical traits and most upside of any of the guys will, in this draft. Will Malik Willis be available when Washington goes up to draft? That's what I'm saying. Swing big. I don't give a damn if he's available. Go get his ass. You need him. You're willing he to is, make an RG3 type I am willing him? to make an RG3 size deal for Malik Willis. You are right, hearing let's trade it Chase here. Young. Fine. Oh, God, Fine. come on. Do you know why I'm saying? Oh, come anybody, on. Because, because, because You're putting on a front what's going right to win now. more games? What's going to win more games? A damn okay pass rusher that has the potential to be a pro bowler 
or a guy who has freaking all-pro potential at the quarterback position? What's going to win you more games? An all-pro quarterback or a stud defensive end? This quarterback has, I mean, this franchise and organization has been starving for a game-changer in talent at the quarterback position for the last 30 years. You have a guy with a tremendous amount of upside who's a good kid for, 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 for the most part. We, we've heard about his work ethic. The, the guy was originally recruited to Auburn. They went with Bo Nix instead because he was the number one high school prospect. So he transferred to Liberty. He went to Liberty. He balled. He balled. Yes, he didn't look as great against the SEC talent this year when they played Ole Miss. But think about what the hell Malik Willis has around him, his supporting cast. I think Washington is the perfect place to breed and nurture a young quarterback. You've got arguably a top 10 offensive line. Hold on. Do you hear that? Hold on. The phone's ringing. The phone's ringing. Oh, look, it's the Carolina Panthers. Hey, hey, Linnell. <laughs> hey, we're offering you the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft. It's the sixth pick in the first round of the draft. All right. And we heard you're interested in Malik Willis. We'd like Chase Young. We'd like your first round pick. And um, could you throw in Brandon Scherf as well? Offer one of Carolina or, can knock him with that let's just offer. Say Eric I tell Flowers. them to go kick rocks. I tell them to go kick rocks. I'm not. I'm not trading Chase Young to move up from eleven to six. You're not. You're not taking that big of a swing. I, big swing, yes. Hello, this is Carolina Take on the line. Take a big swing. Yeah, we want Chase Young if you want Malik Willis. If you want the no- six overall pick, we want Chase Young. I'll send you his rehab schedule. He's gone. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, we're drafting Malik I'm Willis doing now. It. Now you're now you're stuck with another quarterback. What do you mean stuck with another quarter? That's the problem, bro. We, we we look at it from the wrong angle. Why can't we be the team that develops and nurtures a young guy? I would love that. Why can't we be that? Haskins clearly was not the guy. He was chosen by the damn owner. If you draft isn't... if you draft a rookie quarterback, I, I think I think what you're doing is you're saying RIP to Ron Rivera here in Washington, DC. Why? Why can't if, and I have this argument as well. Because Everyone we're going to have rookie pains, and we're going to go 6-11 and 11 with a rookie. Bro, he's literally, arguably, top five most dynamic what? guys in the draft with the football in his hands. You get Scott He went to Tur- Liberty! I don't give a damn where he went. Who, he put who, up good numbers, throw, bro. Who was he throwing the it film. to? He was throwing it's, it to Antonio Gandy-Golden a couple years ago. Bro, Where's he at? Bro, that, that's right? the receiver's transition. The quarterback's transition is going to be different. When you're a dynamic athlete, you're a dynamic athlete. Josh Allen played at the University of Wyoming. Now look at him. Completed fifty nine percent of his passes as a senior. They're the same guy, bro. You want to talk about he played at Liberty? Josh Allen played at Wyoming. It's not about where you play. It's about the guy. And when you put on the film, I'm taking of Wyoming Willis, over Liberty eight days a week. I promise you that. <laughs> if you put on the film and watch Malik, well, people, FF astronauts on YouTube. This is who I watch my college film I, I, okay. on. FF Astronauts on YouTube. Go watch the 2020 game Malik Willis versus Virginia Tech. So and then Josh come Allen back and talk at Wyoming, me, 28, inter- 28 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Uh, to Malik Willis's 27 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And you had, did not pull up Malik Willis's rushing numbers. Malik Willis is a dynamic runner. With the ball in his hands, that game I'm referencing against Eric, Virginia Tech, I, I, look, I want, 19 I want, carries, I want 108 to, I want yards, him to be and a great. Tutty. Why did he end up at Liberty? He went. To, he originally got recruited to go to Auburn. I know about that, of course. And he lost out to the number one high school prospect in the country. So why do you choose Liberty? Come on. Who knows? Why did Josh Allen choose Wyoming? He's a 6'4", 240 pound quarterback at the University of Wyoming. They don't. Those guys don't grow on trees. So why did why did Josh Allen choose Wyoming? It does not matter. Where you start, it's about how you finish. And I think the finishing product on Malik Willis can be better than anybody in this entire draft. Hopefully.
Hopefully. Or anybody, I just, or any, any I of just these lousy win. retread veterans that the fan base is clamoring for. Yeah, bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, bring in Carson Wentz, bring in bring in Derek Carr. What the hell have they done? I don't know, but I don't. I knew. I do know that Lynchburg, Virginia, is not known for quarterbacks. Virginia is a great state, though. <laughs> Plenty of athletes. It's Adam Epstein, Leno Willingham, here on 106.7 The Fan. Man, this show has flown by for you guys. Would appreciate everyone for chiming in. One eight hundred six three six. 1067. You can hit me up on Twitter at AWOD Radio. We got Kristen Winfield coming up after this quick commercial break. Welcome back. 1067 The Fan. Adam Epstein and Linnell Willingham with you until 10 o'clock. Right now, though, on the BetQL guest hotline. We've got Christian Winfield covers the Brooklyn Nets for the New York Daily News, and he's the host of the Certified Buckets podcast presented by Uninterrupted. What's going on, Christian? How you doing? What's going man? on, man? How you guys doing, bro? Good. Doing good. Crypto Warrior. He's also like Notified. the king of the yeah. uh, folded yeah. pizza, right? Definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm actually out in. Uh, I'm in Fort right now. I had some. I didn't. First of all, I didn't know Texas had pizza. Second of all, I mean, listen. Let's stick to New York style pizza. You know what I'm saying? Like let's yeah. let's make sure we get the thin crust and the margarita pizza and all that. I, I can't wait to get back home. Well, we brought you on to talk some NBA, man. You've had plenty of news in the last seven or eight days. Yep. Where were it's All Star Weekend? Yeah, All Star Weekend too. Where were you when the big news went down, man? About uh, James wow. Harden being, being traded to Philadelphia. Wow, that happened. Um, I was at my house actually, and I'm, I'm thinking back to it. You know, it all happened. You know, it was a drawn-out trade, right? Like, we, we kind of right. figured it was going to happen, but no one really right. knew whether it was going to go. Or you had to be in on the rumors, right? I was about to say, yeah. I, I, like, somebody leaked it to you. <laughs> I wish, man. I wish Sean Marks just sent me a text message like, hey, Christian, guess what? We're trading James, but it didn't go down like that. Um, no, nah, it, it was it was a drawn-out process, you know? it was Because you know, if you remember... James Harden didn't play the last he – he didn't play in 10 of the Nets' last 12 games before he got traded. He had left hamstring tightness, quote-unquote, whatever whatever that means, right? And <laughs> now, you, now you start to think, okay, well, was he really hurt or was that just a, a cover for the Nets to try to trade him? And, and you know, it, it, when you look at this team and, and you start to hear how they're talking, you know, Patty Mills said something interesting the other day. He said, you know, hey, our locker room is as strong as it's ever been. And mm. some perceive that as a shot at James Harden, 100%. and whether it is or it isn't, I couldn't tell you because he didn't say that. But he, those are the words he used, right? And, yeah. and listen, when you have a big trade like that, you know, and, and you come together as a team, and you still have the same goal as winning a championship. I mean, hey, look at them. This is hey, listen, more more power to them. whether they win or don't win a championship. I don't know, right? It's it's a tough it's a tough ask for a team that's lost this many games. I don't think any actually no no team has ever lost 11 straight games and won a championship that 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 has never happened in NBA history so they'd be it's, they're, they're going up against the impossible here but you got Kevin Durant you got Kyrie Irving at least part-time Ben Simmons is coming into the picture got a, a bunch of Seth Curry has been amazing um it's whether they're, they, they're gonna have to put it together they're they're up against the clock but they might be able to do it yeah I, I agree with you there and I, I definitely think that locker room culture is something that people don't talk about enough but it you know it really does matter when you're trying to win a championship I look back at the Warriors and I say, man, I mean, half the half of that title they won, you know, before they even got Durant was, you know, culture and vibes and just wanting yeah. to play together, and it's a reason that they worked out so well. 
let's focus in on James Harden here, okay? Because sure. I was talking about this on my show the other day. James Harden drafted out of Arizona State, Oklahoma City, and I felt like it was kind of like people became a fan of him because Russ Westbrook was huge and emotional and great athlete, and he, uh, but he was just he wore his emotions on his sleeve. And Kevin Durant on that team with OKC kind of uh, you know complained to the refs a lot, felt like he wasn't getting superstar uh, treatment. And James Harden was just the cool guy that came off the bench with the beard that was hitting the shots. And then he went to Houston, and I felt like he had a fan base that followed him there. And then even when he came to Brooklyn, I think the fan base followed him there. Like, do you think there's people that are buying Sixers jerseys, jerseys of James Harden? Does he still have a fan base around the world that wants to root for him wherever he goes? Bro, absolutely. I've got close friends that are texting me talking about, ha ha, we still got James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. it's, okay. it's crazy. And, and you. Uh, I guess that that comes with the territory of just being a superstar, right? Like, like no matter what, no matter who you, I'm sure like Anthony Davis still has has. has I'm sure Russell Westbrook, even at this point in his career, still has yeah, super facts, fans, facts. right? And, and James Harden is still in that category. So yeah, there's a lot of people still supporting. There was a lot. Of, Philly is happy to have him. And mind you, I've been critical of James Harden all season. And I'll tell you why. You know, what I'm saying lowest, worst efficiency since his rookie year in terms of uh, field goal percentage. Worst three-point percentage in, in his career, um, leading the NBA in turnovers, you know, and, and just some of the decision-making in Brooklyn had, had, had been really terrible. You know, I, yeah. I was I, – this is the first time I had an all-star vote, and I was torn, right, because I was like, you know, James Harden really hasn't played like an all-star, but am I going to vote for Zach Levine over him after I watched him cook Zach Levine in, in Chicago? No, am I going <laughs> to vote for Trey Young when Trey Young's Hawks are, at the time, seven games below 500? No. I voted for James Harden, and, you know, I voted for him. Because, yeah, I, I was kind of torn. He hadn't really played that good of a level of basketball. But, you know, to your point, he's going to have those fans no matter what. And, and Philly is excited to have him because when you look at that pairing with Joel Embiid, you know, and, and you, you actually you – know, one thing about James Harden, and this is what I'll, I, I will give him before, he does make everybody around him better when he's locked in. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Nick Claxton, for example, posted a picture on Instagram – you know, of, of him and James Harden with a little black heart, right? And why he did that, I don't know. You know, a lot of Nets <laughs> fans are a little upset that he did that. But James Harden made him better. Every yeah. time he was on the floor, Nick Claxton would become a lob threat. He, he became involved in the offense. And now you, you're putting him next to Joel Embiid. Yeah. You're putting him next to Tobias Harris. Yeah. Like, these are players that he's going to make better. So Philly's, Philly definitely stands to uh, – they're, they're, they're scary now. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. Yeah, it's similar to like how Russell Westbrook got Daniel Gafford paid. You know, I mean, that's these stars, <laughs> yeah. they, they make other people around them better. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Oh, man. Well, well, I wish we had old Russ, man. Well, this Russell don't Westbrook we that we're seeing in LA is not it. Yeah, he is not it, man. It's all bad. He's got it better the last two games. But, but I'll ask you this now that the dust is settled on the trade, I'll give you my opinion first. I think the deal was blockbuster and it now propels the Nets. Before the trade, I didn't think the Nets were a good matchup with Giannis and the Bucks, And then that's my favorite right now coming out of the Eastern Conference because I think Giannis is wow. a man amongst boys. And you need sure. to have multiple defenders to be able to throw at him. I think you, the, the, the acquisition of Andre Drummond and then Ben Simmons, you know, before he got into his little mood and didn't want to shoot, one of the best perimeter defenders in basketball. Now you got Kevin Durant, a great shot blocker. The Nets are now set up, in my opinion, to play well on both sides of the basketball, and I think the Bucks have nothing for them at this point. I, but, Christian, before we get your answer, I do want to say, in my opinion, I would I like the chances of the Bulls and the Heat more than the Nets. You know, I, I think 
the the Nets would struggle in a matchup against the Heat. I, I think that's the matchup they don't want to have, right? Because when you just look at the Heat in terms of being able to space the floor, play with pace, defend at a high level, play physical, you know, I, I think can the Nets match up with that? Yes, but at the way they've had this season in terms of having the trade in the middle of the season, not having good health, that would be a tough matchup, right? I, I will say this, you know, um, Seth Curry, him coming to Brooklyn has kind of been a revelation when you consider Joe Harris has been out for a while, and we, we're not sure if Joe Harris is going to come back this season. That ankle, he, he, Steve Nash has just not had any answers as to whether Joe Harris is going to come back or whether he needs a second surgery or whatnot. But, you know, Seth Curry is one of those players where when he touches the ball and he's got a good look at the rim, you know, fans in the arena start, you know, you start hearing them, them, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, is he going to make that shot? You know, you start hearing, okay, he's going to make that. And that does something for an offense, right? That, that, that creates that, that gravity that you need for your stars. So, so the Nets have kind of missed that, especially when you consider Joe Harris played since what, November 14th? Yeah, That's, That's my birthday. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy belated. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, to, to your point though, I, do think the Bucks are going to be a tough matchup for them. There's a lot of teams that are going to be a tough matchup, right? The Heat, the Bulls, even the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers are tough right now. That's going to be – and they got my guy Karis LeVert back. That's going to be tough. But at the end of the day, when you have Kevin Durant on the floor and you have Kyrie Irving on the floor, you've got a chance to win every game that you're playing, right? And I think that's what the Nets are banking on. Now, whether they – I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't know if they are intentionally taking games so that they don't have home court advantage so Kyrie can play the majority of the games <laughs> in the playoffs. I'm sure smart. that's not the case. But that's what's going to happen, right? They're going to end up not having home court advantage, which means Kyrie gets to play in more games, which means he's on the floor with Ben Simmons, with Kevin Durant, with Seth Curry, with Andre Drummond, who's been amazing so far in Brooklyn. I mean, that's going to be as tough of a matchup as you can ask. So let's see what happens. I don't know if they're going to be favorites or, or if the Bucks are going to get them out here, if the Heat going to get them out here or what have you. But if you've got KD and Kyrie on your team, I, I like your odds. We'll wrap up with this, Christian. Uh, we're running short on time here. Wizards made that their big deal at the deadline, acquiring Chris Dapps, Porzingis. <laughs> You got some New York flavor in you. What do you think is the ceiling of Washington now, and how do you think the move helps them moving forward? Oh, man. You know, in, in theory, I like the idea of Bradley Beal and Chris Dasperzingis in the same team. Right? I feel like Beal has needed that second player with him, right? And it just didn't, in my opinion, didn't make sense having the John Wall and Beal matchup, and then Russell Westwood didn't make sense. But Porzingis' biggest thing is he hasn't been available on the floor enough, right? So you're bringing in an injury-prone player to play with Bradley Beal. Well, what happens when, when KP gets hurt again, right? And, and, and I don't know. If you, if you ask me, I, I think you guys need to press the reset button, to be honest. I think Bradley Beal is loyal to a fault, and it's time you guys trade him for Would an you let him walk, rebuild though? package. Would you let him walk? No, what, let him walk. Exactly. You need it's to crazy. get something in exchange for him. What? Exactly. Let him walk. That's the worst possible thing you could do. It is, but we, we, we should have traded him a year ago. We should have traded him, I mean, two years ago. should have traded him this deadline. I, yeah, you could say the same thing about Portland, right? Portland should have been traded Damian Lillard. Right. Now they're in a position where they're trying to run it back. Like, the Trailblazers are not winning anything, right? And and unfortunately, neither are you guys. Right? Press the big red <laughs> button. Blow it up. You right. know? Yeah. Do something different. All right, that's Christian Winfield. Appreciate you joining us, buddy. My man, we'll thanks for having time. me anytime. Christian Winfield, New York Daily News covering the Brooklyn. That's my mic was off for a second. I, know. I was talking into, into You're ghost a rookie town. Here. That was a rookie move. Rookie. Uh, we'll rookie be back move. on 106.7 The Fan. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on the commanders, and we'll get into some non-sports stuff 
on the other side of the break. It's Linnell Willingham and Adam Epstein on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. We're doing a revolving door here of special guest hosts. Last week we had Cody Shook, producer of B. Mitch and Finley. Today we have Linnell Willingham. Next week we've got Cher. And then after that we've got Madonna. <laughs> Bill Murray will be in on one of these episodes. It'll be hard to follow me up. Man. I just heard that. from The Rock. He canceled until March. Uh, but hopefully... <laughs> Hopeful to get him in here. It's been a, it's been a show though, man. Hell, hell of a morning. We, we we touched on a lot of interesting things. What I want to circle back to though in our last few minutes here is this Commanders thing, man. I, I really am hell bent on Malik Willis, and I don't think there's anything anybody can tell me otherwise. So let me let me get catch you up to speed with something that I thought was interesting on social media this week was that Dan Helly put out the tweet about. Uh, Russell Wilson. Did you see this tweet? I, I did. And okay. Dan's a Magruder grad. We both went to Magruder I High mean, School. I mean, Dan's one of my favorite guys in the industry because I was an intern at NBC4, and I grew up loving the sports machine, George mm-hmm. Michael. So uh, anyone that was connected to NBC4, I still love you. You know, Diana Rossini, Jason Pugh, Lindsey Zarniak, Dan Helley's on there, right? But Dan Helley tweeted, and he's a great football mind, so definitely, a, you know, I definitely think when he says this, somebody said something to him. Or he's had conversations. That's just that's my take. But here's what he said. Interesting. If Seattle moves Russ at 33 years old and he ends in D.C., it will be Donovan McNabb 2.0. McNabb was 33 when he was traded to Washington. If Riverboat Ron, uh, if I was Riverboat Ron, this is not a gamble I would be willing to make. Here's what I will say, okay? Everyone disagrees with this on social media. Everyone's allowed to have their take. Everyone's opinion is valid. But I do think that Russell, uh, that Dan Helley's onto something that I want to bring up here. Enough with these retreads. Enough with these vets. Let's get our guy. If our guy is Malik Willis, let's go get him. Yeah. Let's trade Chase Young if that's what it takes. Russell could go 16-1 and with us next season. He'll always be considered a Seahawks legend. Let's get our guy. Let's build around someone here. I hate that we've had all these QBs known for other franchises. You know, Russell would be great. And don't get me wrong, I understand what hell he's saying and... Even if he's half as good as he was in Seattle, he would still win a lot of games with him. But I, I think you're onto something that we want to have. This is the commander's first year. The commander. We want to have someone that's going to command a presence in the NFL for a long time. Definitely, man. I'm seeing these these uh, jersey mock-ups and fans doing the edit. Malik Willis looks damn good in that commander's, in that commander's jersey. 
But I don't know if I, I mean, I thought Dan Helley personally was crazy as hell for what he said about Russell Wilson, and Dan Helley is my guy. I don't view Russell Wilson as a retread. It tells me that Dan Helley's talking to people. Yeah, Dan Helley's got his own opinions, too. He also he, put I mean, up 15 points against mind. Washington this year. He didn't look good. Bro, Not as much he, as I want him. People in Seattle who cover the team will, will, will second me and back me on this. He wasn't healthy. He came back too early. He was trying to you know, come back early to make a playoff push. Russell Wilson healthy, better than a lot of guys in the league. Top 10 quarterback. I think Drab T-Shirt is a Seattle Seahawks fan that would say the opposite. He's ready to move on from Russell Wilson. But Drab is a half glass empty type of guy. So you think so? Yes, he's definitely and the you, ultimate what, you're half pessimist. Full? Oh, always. Three quarters full. I'm, I'm the ultimate opportunist. I'm, I'm the ultimate optimist. Is your snack wrap half full? No, I'm I'm normally getting blessed with my snack wraps. If you guys missed any of the show, you can rewind with the Odyssey app. My guy Donald there behind the glass posts the podcast on the overtime feed. That's Linnell Willingham. I'm Adam Epstein. Have yourself a fun Saturday. Enjoy the dunk contest, three-point contest, and tomorrow place your bets on John Morant for MVP of the All-Star Game. I'm Adam Epstein. Linnell Willingham, peace out. Malik Willis to D.C. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.